Hello, my name is Antoine Dinson and one of the two chief editors of the ARJ and for this month's podcast we are very very pleased to um to, to, to comment on a very important topic in, in medicine, in chest medicine nowadays, that is the existence of multi and extensively drug resistance, MDR and XDR tuberculosis. And we are honored to have uh, Professor Migliori, who is both a associate editor, a very active associate editor for the IJ, and also um, the main author of uh, one important paper uh, which, are, which is going to be published in the April uh, issue of the IJ. So, um, Giovanni uh, Battista, so uh, what do you think of, of the, uh, the main messages about the MDR and XDR TB? To, uh, to, to, to share with the readers. Oh, thank you very much, Antoine. I'm very grateful to the European Respiratory Journal to give me the opportunity to present uh, this March issue on TB because it has really two important papers. The first one focusing on a pan-European study uh, that uh, discuss about the management of TB and MDRTB in Europe. We will come to this in a few seconds. And then we will also briefly discuss a second one uh, coming uh, coming from Canada, which is the cost-effectiveness of the new diagnostics on MDRTB. And this clearly demonstrates the leadership that ERJ is gaining in the field of, of tuberculosis. We know that MDR and XDR, that Antoine has just now defined, are first-class uh, at priorities. It's a very hot issue. As WHO estimates that over... 440,000 MDR cases occur, and uh, th this uh, brought over 150,000 deaths, and these extensively drug-resistant tuberculosis cases are over 50,000. So we know that the MDR are those cases that have lost the two most important, most active first-line anti-TB drugs that are isolated and pumpsin. And the XDRTB cases are those MDR cases which, on the top of isoniazid and rifampicin, have lost also one chloroquinolone, is very active, and one of the three second-line injectable drugs that are amikacin, capromycin, and canamycin. So those are very difficult cases to, to manage. Just recently, uh, a new term has been introduced, uh, just those days, following uh, a study from India, that is the TDR, total drug resistance, so those strains are resistant to all strains, but this definition is not clearly clearly uh, agreed now, so there is just a kind of journalistic debate. And I've, I want to remind here that in 2007, EHA was the first, uh, published the first study that demonstrated that the XDR definition proposed by WHO and partners was, 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 was effective because um, it had demonstrated it had both a clinical and operational value. So the ERJ was very, very active uh, on that since a uh, since couple of years ago. Now, the point is that um, MDR is a man-made phenomenon. So um, whenever a patient is uh, infected by, by a susceptible strain that can be treated, any mistake that occurs during treatment in terms of wrong regimen, or, or wrong dose, or incorrect duration, uh, usually shorter duration, uh, poor quality drugs, 
and or lack of adherence, this is a clear, very important, uh, let's say, element, uh, can allow MDR strains to be selected, to develop. This through spontaneous mutation, the mechanism is pretty complicated. Once these strains exist, those are kind of time bombs, then can also be transmitted. And whenever infection control measures are not in place, these strains unfortunately circulate. This is a bit the background. This study, the title is TB and MDR, XDR TB in the European Union and European Economic Area countries, managed or mismanaged, is provocative. And, uh, shows, the title already shows that, uh, the feeling is that there are problems of management still, even in the rich countries of, of Europe. The study was conducted, uh, um, on ECDC funds, it's a SDC, uh, it's a uh, guided uh, uh, study through an international group of uh, um, investigators and was performed in five reference centers of European country, uh, countries. It uh, was very well, well, well conducted. Uh, these five uh, uh, centers represent countries and the countries cannot be disclosed as per ECDC policy, but they reflect five different settings. A former, a former, uh, Soviet Union country that, uh, uh is, is typical for high prevalence of MDR. A northern country with low TB and low MDR. Uh, two southern European countries, one with low TB and low MDR and one with intermediate TB and low MDR. And a central European country with intermediate TB and between low and intermediate MDR, so different settings. This represented a real audit, and it's the first time that an audit is done at the international level on clinical records. So different teams of investigators were trained. Uh, the team were composed of two international and two national um, experts per country. An audit tool was, was developed was tested and was validated beforehand, and uh, the the year Jane 2010 uh, published the, the letter reporting the results with the development of the audit tool. These teams went to the five reference centers for uh, TB and MDR TB in five uh, European countries and looked at the 40 original records of patients, 30 of them being MDR or XDR. So basically, the team worked for a week in the centers and altogether, let's say, um, studied, evaluated, audited, did a post-mortem of this, of this uh, record, following this tool that allowed to identify any discrepancy and deviation from international agreed uh, standards. And uh, this was recorded and the tool then allowed to analyze, uh, to analyze the findings. So, um, in total, uh, 200 cases were, were uh, invest investigated through this, through this audit. And the results were pretty interesting. Uh, as uh, deviations uh, from international standards of TB care were observed in different areas. This involved surveillance. For example, it was interesting to notice that the vast majority of clinicians who managed the MDR or XDR TB cases then discharged them and the patients went to another place to complete their treatment, either at home or to another hospital, and the original clinician did not have any information on the outcome that the patient at the end achieved. 
And we know that the outcomes are very important um, uh, managerial tools for the clinician. So it should, should, should be really a way that should help the clinician then to improve his own way of managing the cases themselves. Then there were important problems on infection control and um, an ancillary letter was also recently published uh, on, on infection control and this had a, a provocative title as well, TB and MDR, XDR infection control in Europe, TB reference centers, the Achilles heel, because in fact the infection control was uh, in a Achilles heel in a way in Europe. It was interesting that four out of five of these centers had no negative pressure ventilation rooms. So this special room in which the air is pumped out and the lowers the possibility of um, ensuring, uh, let's say, possible uh, in infection uh, to staff, other patients or visitors. More than 20% of the cases were not educate, educated correct to cost etiquette. So how to lower the amount of bacillus spreading the air following cough speaking or in general. Um, there, was, there were also pitfalls in, in training um, that was uh, done to the uh, staff in the centers uh, in terms of the existence of infection control committees that should plan for the infection control uh, uh, in, in, within this, this hospital. And interestingly, although the staff uh, wear correctly the respirator, these special masks with the filters, that, that should protect staff during the clinical uh, visit to acquire infection. No one of them um, underwent a respirator fit testing. This is a special procedure that tells this staff whether the mask is correctly uh, wet on the face and whether this is compatible with the profile, the face, nose of the staff. So basically, if there is no leakage of air within. Uh, that is, in a way, um, bypassing the respirator in, 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 in a way that it becomes useless. Um, importantly, the study uh, identified pitfalls in clinical management, so mistakes in terms of dose, duration and choice of regimens, and management of uh, co-infection with HIV. It means some, let's say, deviations in terms of uh, antiretrovirals used and other additional problems related to laboratory support and the um, diagnostic and treatment algorithms so the choice of the battery of exams that are done during, uh, during the diagnosis. So th this means that even in the rich countries of Europe there are deviations from best uh, practices and um, the conclusion is that we, we need investment. We need inv more investment in be control, and we need um, a strong health system. So we we read commonly in, in all articles, all reviews, uh, let's say the end, saying that we need new vaccines, new diagnosis, and new drugs. That's fine. In terms of diagnosis, there was enormous progress. In terms of vaccine, not that much. In terms of drugs, there is progress because two new grad, very effective drugs are coming soon, in one, two years. But if our health system will be weak and these mistakes will occur, then uh, we will probably lose them in much less time than the time we will be needed to develop another two new drugs. So this is really a crucial, a crucial message. The, the second study, uh, it's a, a cost effectiveness study and was, was done by um, 
the McGill University in Montreal, Canada, by uh, mm. Olivia Oxlade and, and by Dick Mendes, and also by WHO quarter in this is Dennis Falzon, who is the main coordinator of the WHOMDR TV guidelines that the EJ published last year in September. Um, the, the study, um, the title is Impact and the Cost Effectiveness of Strategies to Detect Drug Resistant Tuberculosis. So we know that now we have new rapid diagnostic tests that can diagnose within one day or even a few hours, like the experts, um, resistance to rifampicin or to isonize it. And the, the study concludes that this rapid um, testing that detects any form of drug resistance on MMDR, so the two components, either or isonized and or rifampicin, in all smear-positive cases, is more cost-effective than the tra traditional drug susceptibility testing in terms of uh, prevention of MDR, death averted, and daily, daily is this complicated uh, acronym, is disability-adjusted life years. So the cost-effectiveness demonstrates that the approach of starting diagnostics with the new diagnosis is more cost-effective. So it's effective and less costly, not dangerous, and at the end should be absolutely promoted. And this adequate diagnosis should uh, be coupled with effective treatment within stronger systems. So not only the diagnosis, but then countries should be able to manage all these newly diagnosed TB cases. So in, in summary, I think well, that... Uh, yep. These two studies are really important, uh, innovative, and give a very important international picture on the status of MDRTB management, diagnostics, and what should be done to improve their control. Okay, th thank you very much, Jibi. So, so, so if I can just summarize, is just to start with with the initial point. You you told us that the MDR and XDRTB are actually uh, situations created by men, but you have also shown us the way how to how to solve this problem. And and fr from the the first study that you have commented on is that we we, we can now try to uh, to increase awareness and the training of of people looking after TB patients in order to to prevent further emergence of, of drug resistance in TB and, and that is absolutely fundamental and, 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 and very important to know. Um, so um, well, it was uh, from uh, a comment from Antoine Dinswan in Paris and uh, G.B. Migliori in Italy on the importance of MDRI-XDR-TB uh, in the awareness of, of people.